This episode is produced in part by Keep It 100 Productions, a podcast and video production company that specializes in sharing stories of everyday people. Whether you're looking to start your show or need assistance with the upkeep and editing, Keep It 100 Productions will provide a solution that is custom built for your needs. To learn more, visit keepit100prod.com. That's keepit100, the numbers 100prod.com. Welcome to What's On Your Mind with me, Jannie Rath. Hey, what's on your mind, listeners? It's me, Chorsey, from Keep It Wanted Productions, filling in for Janny today while she's traveling the world. Today's episode features Lexi Crisani. She is an artist, designer, woman business owner, and proud Memphian. At the time of the recording, in July of 2022, she was a senior at the University of Memphis. She is the founder of Soul & Co. and is a go-getter with amazing energy and passion. And this world is lucky to have her as an entrepreneur promoting social good. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Lexi. What's on your mind? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. My name is Lexi Grisani. I'm a Memphis native. And um, what's on my mind this week is, um, honestly, I've been thinking a lot about questioning and experiencing and just following your dreams. Uh, you couldn't have said that at a better time because I <laughs> have this conversation with myself like about monthly and this is the time of the month that I'm having this conversation. Oh, I love it. That is awesome. Yeah, I, um, I've been thinking about that a lot this week because I think, well, as I get ready to graduate, I graduate here in a month and I always encourage people to think about their dreams and as I'm applying for jobs and just continuing um, building my company, I just ask myself, um, how can I continue to follow my dreams and do what I love and not be limited to um, a nine to five that defines my success or what I'm doing in the world, but do what I love every second of the day, including my job. I love this. Well, so much to tease out from that, but let's backtrack all the way to where you said that you're a native Memphian. So you're a native Memphian and you're still here. Have you always kind of carried this mentality or is that something that you've developed over your years of maturing and becoming a beautiful adult? <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so it kind of started my um, senior year of high school. I was going to Houston High School, and so um, kind of in a suburb of Memphis, but I was just going to go. I wanted to go to a surrounding area school, probably like an SEC school. I applied to like 14 colleges. I was blessed enough to get full rides at so many of my dream schools. And then right before graduating, that's when the question first popped into my mind. I was like, would I truly be satisfied? I had uh, a 4.0 in high school and I was kind of like on on paper, everything was perfect, but there's still this longing of like, there has to be more to life. And I kind of thought I wanted to do something um, in the medical industry. And I was like, if I was a nurse or PA or whatever I wanted to do, would I still have this longing feeling of like, feeling um, like my most accomplished, if I was like accomplished on paper, would this longing feeling still be there? So I started to ask these questions of like, is success more than just what other people say it is and what my guidance counselor pushes me to do? So um, I decided to say no. I just had this tugging feeling in my stomach to say no to all of the full rides I had gotten. I said no to every college. This was like five months before I was about to leave. And I was a senior in high school and I went and decided to do a year long mission humanitarian work. 
Um, and I just wanted to see the world and help people. And I was like, that's something I'll never um, regret doing. And so I just kind of wanted to take that time to find my passion. So I did leave Memphis. I um, lived in Cambodia, Thailand, Honduras, Guatemala, and Ethiopia. And after that experience, I came back and then studied at the University of Memphis. But when I was overseas, I just saw um, how much I loved people and cared about people and just how people have different dreams. And I want everybody to be able to live out their dreams. And I saw poverty was a huge obstacle in letting people do that. Um, and so that's when I got really fascinated into microfinance, which I had no idea what that was. Yeah. I was like, what is microfinance? But when I was living in Cambodia, um, a woman named Chanti asked me for $50 um, to get a sewing machine. And I realized in that moment, $50 could change her whole entire life. It was common in that village for women to just sell themselves to human trafficking. They would typically um, be trafficked to Thailand for more tourists there. And it was just a common mentality. And she had a dream of starting a sewing school. And so that's where the dream question really started to kick off. Like, how can I invest in people's dreams? And um, I feel like capital gets in the way of um, that a lot. And you kind of have to have money to make money. So I really ran with the micro loan idea and started um, a company. So I was able to do that after moving back to Memphis. And then um, kind of long story short, I moved back overseas to start and kick off the company, then to California. And now I'm back um, in Memphis, finishing out my degree, which has been so amazing with all the support. And I feel like Memphis is truly just um, like a grit and grind city and people want to support each other. And it's unlike anywhere I've ever been in my life. Like California, I feel like everybody's doing that kind of in their own lane. But when you come to Memphis, it's like we're all doing this together and people want to like lock arms and run with you whatever direction you're running in, they'll help support you. So that's how I chose to come back to Memphis for my final year. I love that. And that is totally like the sentiment I feel to being here. So I, I love hearing you say that. Um, for your degree program that you're doing, how does that align with the company that you're doing and is it did you choose your degree program to kind of fill in a, a gap of skills or was it more of that it was just something that you were super interested in doing or was it both yeah it's kind of a little bit of both i i'm studying um leader or organizational leadership and entrepreneurship so it was a flexible enough degree that i could pick the classes i was super interested in and um it wasn't too demanding or limited where i like had to pick one job and I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram, but I'm an Enneagram seven and I kind of all over the place. So the thought of being like tied down to like one specific um, degree title was kind of scary. So this was a little bit more flexible so I could study a lot of different things. So um, organizational leadership and, and entrepreneurship really um, fits with my business as well, thankfully. Yeah, I love it. I, and I, I motioned to you three. I'm an Enneagram three. So I definitely <laughs> feel the spirit sister of that, like we're go-getters. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Wait, I awesome. I'm drawn to you for a reason. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. So I see you're wearing the hat for your company. Do yes. you want to talk a little bit about what it is that you do and your company and how people can learn more about it? Yeah, so Solenco is my company and it started out of that love for people I uh, well I've always had love for people I just could talk to anyone love everybody but um when I was overseas I realized just how I wanted to dedicate my life towards helping my friends overseas and so I started the company um to like give our profits towards helping them start trade schools in different impoverished villages I lived in um and 
sorry, it's kind of like a two-step approach. So that is like the the um, ethical mind because I saw like uh, like in the fast fashion industry, I saw a lot of my friends working for um, companies that would be, I mean, like basically since um, to make all the clothing we wear because every garment is handmade. It's not just like crochet wear or anything. And I never thought about that, but I was like, every single thing is um, handmade and somebody has to make it. So if you're buying a $3 shirt and it's already got an export and there's tax and everything on it, like um, the garment worker is probably getting paid like safely, you can say three cents. Sense. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. And these big companies are just profiting off that, which is so cruel. And since um, in impoverished regions, they don't have any other supplies of work, they just take that minimal payment. And um, there's really nobody like giving like a voice to the voices is what I like to say. Like these women are just treated like they have no voice. And it, it, it was heartbreaking to see. So um, the ethics side of fashion really like um, inspired me when I moved overseas. And then also um, sustainability like stood out when I was living there because I'll never forget when I first moved to Nicaragua, I was like, well, look at that pretty mountain over there. And I get closer and it's a landfill and it's full of all of Americans clothing like I didn't know this is a thing, but like super, like Super Bowl winners, they'll print the winner and the loser, and the losing team will get shipped to landfills in different countries. So they're just living in our waste. And so I that that's when my eyes got opened to like, man, there is an ethics problem, and there is a like environmental impact to all the fashion um, like choices we're making. And so I wanted to combine my love for art and my love for people to create solutions for this problem. So um, I created a company whose profits would go to starting trade schools and investing in the dream, the dreams of my friends overseas. And then also we use fully recycled materials to make all of our um, clothing and our hat even. So we recycle um, plastic bottles and even use leftover cottons from other um, bigger like um, companies and we'll recycle it into new clothing. That is amazing. Like <laughs> so much kudos for you for, I think not only just fully immersing yourself, obviously in these different cultures and communities to see what it is that inspire people, what they don't have a voice for, what they want to have a voice for, like already just kudos for that. But then you were able to flip it into the solution where you're also still working with the people that you were with. So yes. it's like, it's, I just love that, that you were able to immerse yourself, you pulled yourself out, but your company still has your one foot still in the door yeah. um, to those communities that oh. you lived in. So that's so beautiful. You. A lot I, of people can say that. Oh, thank you so much. I always will say it's like Cambodians um, are going to be the ones to make the biggest impact in Cambodia. It's never me. Like they just need a little bit of fuel or a little bit of capital to get started. But all of our trade schools we started are fully run by locals. So we just give mm -hmm. them that load and they're 100% taking off with it. So that is like we have a new trade school in Cambodia, which the woman who asked for the $50 um, sewing machine, she now has a fully operating um, business there. I heard dream came <laughs> dream came true. I'm gonna cry. I know that was the proudest moment of my life. <laughs> my goodness, that is amazing. Well, so I on on your website, I know you have a lot of information like about the the products and kind of the mission and everything. Is there a way that people can learn about you know the women or some of these people that are in these countries that that you're supporting? 
Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, I, I love, thank you for asking that because I feel like a lot of times um, it's just the clothing people are focused on, but the women are the whole reason that we have the company. So um, I have a couple things on like a blog, a blog on our website where you can learn a little bit more. It's a little outdated, but um, I try and keep up with TikTok and on Instagram and we, you can always reach out to the women too. Like I'm sure they would love to have a Zoom call, but yeah, if anybody wants to learn more, I'll continue to update the blog, but thanks so much for asking. Yeah, and of course, I mean, I'm I'm a storyteller that helps other people tell their stories. And obviously these women have such amazing stories to tell. So I, it would be remiss to talk about your company without talking about the women. So exactly. please everyone go check out your website, which is, what is the website? The Soul & Co. The Soul & Co. And check out that blog so that way you can give those women some love. That is incredible. Thank you so much. I want to pivot now a little bit again, going backwards again into your journey, but this idea of starting a company had you ever done anything like that before? And if not, how did you figure out what to do? Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like I was just faking it until I made it. And I still feel like I do. It was never like I waking up and I want to be an entrepreneur. I was really driven out of that mission to just help and to love. And um, yeah, I was in an entrepreneurship and coding school at the time. So I had some direction with that. Um, I just kind of wanted to help these people and I went with the problem and then like solutions just came and I feel like you probably know this but whenever you want to achieve something you just kind of make it happen so I'm like okay we have to have a product so I'm going to reach out to manufacturers oh there's no ethical manufacturer so who's making yarn like you just kind of reverse um like back it up until you find a solution and I was YouTubing like how to be a fashion designer and starting from the bottom up and just recreating new products. And I, I didn't know how to do any of it. My dad was an entrepreneur, but um, I'm kind of stubborn and didn't want his advice when I was, you know, 19 trying to make the company. But now I'm like, dad, tell me more. So thankfully I had him as an example, but yeah, I had no experience. I didn't really even think I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but um, day by day, it just kind of formed into a company. And I feel like I still feel like it's kind of big. It's like, I just made a product and then I made a website and then um, I started trade schools and it things just, things just happened when I was like fueled out of that passion. Yeah, this is amazing. How old are you? I'm 23. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on you on taking a step and changing the world because that kind <laughs> of itself is very scary, but you're doing it in such a beautiful, amazing way. And yeah, I mean, uh, I, again, like that world of microfinancing, it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. Yeah. People that can just, their lives can change with just a little bit of capital, like you said. Exactly. That's amazing you're doing that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. So like, I mean, I usually don't ask this to people, but you're an Enneagram 7, so I feel like this will energize you. What's next for you? <laughs> um, I actually don't know. So I um, am typically like kind of a player. I'm like, what country am I moving to? Like people are like, where's your passport? Are you getting ready to flee the country? <laughs> and right now I am trying to start actually like more of the activewear line. So I'm working on that project with Soul & Co. And I've been loving Memphis ever since I moved back. I just feel so supported. And um, this is not an Enneagram 7 of me, but I've been loving built, like getting roots in the ground and just being known, like going to a grocery store and people being able to say like, hey, Lexi, or just seeing familiar faces has been so refreshing after like 
oh man, like five years of traveling and I haven't lived in um, a home longer than three months in five years. So it's, I think I'm going to stay in Memphis for a while. I have some um, job interviews here. So it's sadly Solanco isn't paying the, the bills yet, but hopefully one day. So I'm just looking around at Memphis jobs and trying to launch more um, Solanco products. I love that. Well, and thank you for your honesty and transparency around that, because as an entrepreneur, I get it. Like it's so much, like you said, of that Memphis grit and grind. And it's yeah. like, I mean, if you're a hustler, we're probably working five, six jobs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, um, people are like, how much do you work? And I'm like, honestly, like we could work anywhere from like 18 hours a day and like getting paid for none of it. Like hopefully yeah. the return is on the other side. But <laughs> once you catch wind of that mission, you're like, I'm just going to keep um, pursuing and trusting that this is the path. It's like trust the process, right? Like hopefully you'll get there one day, but you got to pay the bills and you want to work towards your dreams. So it's, it's important to surround yourself with like-minded people like, like you that are running the race and, um, won't stop and still grinding away. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Lexi, this has been an absolute pleasure. You've got another fan in your fan club. I can't Thank wait you. to purchase your products and know that the products are going towards an amazing cause. Yes. Um, and I'm looking to add more activewear. So I'll be your guinea pig love for that. that. Oh, I love it. Thank <laughs> you so much. You are the best. Thank you, Lexi. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, all of the things. Thank you to all the supporters and sponsors of What's On Your Mind. Check out jannyrod.com for my latest updates. Well, friends, until next week.